Hello friends, welcome back to the Pulpit to Pew podcast. The ground of our hearts has been cultivated. We have cleared out some of the nastiness of the flesh, the world, the devil. We've been dealing with that for weeks. And now, finally, we get to see some of the fruit of the Spirit. Let's get started. Well, hello again, and welcome back to this week's After Class in our series Beyond Sunday. How do we take our faith from Sunday when we're excited, we're worshiping God, we're ready to serve the Lord, and then we're discouraged on Monday through Saturday? How do we take our faith from Sunday to Monday through Saturday? And we have been cultivating the ground, as I said in the intro there. We've been dealing with sin, how to, with the world, the flesh. The devil, oh boy, it's just been uh, a difficult plow. But now, this week, we got into three of the fruit of the Spirit. I say fruit, singular, uh, because as I said in class, all of these are supposed to be a part of our life. It is the character of Jesus Christ being lived out through us. As the Spirit of God helps us to grow, we begin to grow in this character And I'm trying to decide exactly all that I want to cover here in after class. I I was saying this and setting it up all week like this. And and I don't mean it irreverently. I don't mean it, but it's a picture to help us. And I was saying team spirit versus team flesh. We looked at three fruit of the spirit or fruits of the spirit because I said the word three, I can say. We looked at love, joy, and peace. This is when the ground of our hearts is just cultivated, when we are just walking with God naturally from the Spirit, supernaturally, I probably should say, from the Holy Spirit, we will see love, joy, and peace in our lives. But when you and I choose the flesh, we will see the opposites. Team flesh, the opposite of love would be selfishness. The opposite of joy would be frustration. And the opposite of peace would be would be worry and anxiety. I wrote something in my journal this week. I went and got it before I hit record here. I wrote this back on 920, whenever that was, a couple days ago. I wrote this. I said, between temptation and response, there is space. In that space is the responsibility of choice. We either choose to yield to the Spirit's leading or our flesh is leading. Yielding to the Spirit brings growth and freedom, but it requires humility. Yielding to the flesh brings immediate satisfaction, but it ends in bondage and shame. How true is that? I mean, if you just stop and think about that, there's the choice you can choose one way or the other. There's a space there. And in that space, you've got to choose how you're going to respond. I literally, in the middle of just saying that, had a choice to make. Now, you can't see because of editing, but I got a phone call that my son was in the emergency room for the second time this week while I was saying that quote that I wrote in my journal. First time he was there for a broken wrist. 
And today he nearly cut his ear off on recess. He's getting stitches as I speak. So everything in me, I don't, um, I, I don't, I've had a son who died at five months old. And so anytime something happens to one of my children, I get anxiety. And I don't usually struggle with anxiety, but I get filled with anxiety. So even right now, I mean, I know it was editing. It sounds like everything just happened immediately. But in the middle of saying that, I had to cut and I had to stop. And then I had to take that phone call. And then immediately I'm flooded with emotion of fear and anxiety and and all of these things going on concerning uh, my son, the day, that schedule, everything that's going on now. So even as I'm telling you, there's a between temptation, there's a temptation to worry, and between choice, uh, or excuse me, between um, reaction or however I worded that in my space, there, what did I say? Response, there it is, I'm going to get it right. Between that temptation and that response, there's a space. And even right now, as I record this podcast, I've got to choose peace, not worry. So we're going to continue on in the podcast, but but that's how practical it is. It's so practical that, that you and I, on a daily basis, on a moment-to-moment basis, things can change. My only thought right now was record this podcast, take a walk, even though it's 90-some degrees. Maybe I worried that I would fall over dead from the heat. Um, go pick up my dog, get ready for church tonight. That was my only thought, and now I'm flooded. Suddenly, I'm flooded with feelings of anxiety. It's a daily choice. You can't schedule this. That's why this series is so practical and so needed. But we have to stay in a walk with God. We have to continue that relationship with God and realize that in the moment, especially, and I don't like the sudden ones out of the blue, but you just got to choose. You got to choose to yield to the spirit and not the flesh. So this week, that's what we were discussing. We talked about three, love, joy, and peace, as opposed to selfishness, frustration, and worry. And I talked about how love is seen when it starts to come you start to see it love is very giving it's one of the definitions love is the sacrificial giving of oneself for the benefit of another without selfish thought return love is very giving love is very forgiving and love is 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 fueled by service out of love we want to serve so if you just examined your week so far to this point have you been characterized by love have you been giving? Have you been forgiving? Have you been serving? Joy, opposite is frustration, but we said to joy, we see it a lot of times in our singing, in our song. Do you have a song about you? I don't mean you have to go around singing all the time, but but there ought to be a song in your heart. I think about that song, the hymn, In My Heart There Rings a Melody. There ought to be a melody in your heart because of just joy that you have. And joy comes in serving as well. You know, let me back up. There's a book that I was going to use in this series, and I haven't read it as reference yet in this series, but I was looking at it before this podcast. And in in the one, one, when we deal with love, we went over in our study to 1 Corinthians chapter 13, and that's the classic love passage. And I read it in class. I didn't have time to do it justice, though. 
And I was just looking over some quick thoughts under this book, and I love how he kind of reframed the question of the, the, to these motivational statements about love. I know I'm backing back off of joy for a second. I'm going to get back to joy, but here's what he said. He asked these questions, and it all is taken from 1 Corinthians chapter 13. He says, am I impatient? Here's a motivational statement to, to encourage. I am patient with you because I love you and want to forgive you. Is that how you respond? He says, I'm kind to you because I love you and I want to help you. I do not envy your possessions or your gifts because I love you and I want to have, I want you to have the best. I do not boast about my attainments because I love you and I want to hear about yours. I'm not proud because I love you and want to esteem, because I love you and I want to esteem you before myself. I'm not rude because I love you and I care about your feelings. I'm not self-seeking because I love you and I want to meet your needs. I'm not easily angered by you because I love you and I want to overlook your offenses. I do not keep record of your wrongs because I love you. And love covers a multitude of sins. Boy, maybe you just need to hit pause there and rewind. And do that skip back to 30 or 15 seconds. And listen to that again. Because there's some... Good nuggets in there about love, loving our spouse, loving our kids, and in motivation, the statements that will motivate us as we approach those relationships. But then I was looking at his stuff concerning peace and, or excuse me, joy. I'll get to peace in a second. But as he talked about joy, he said there's, he called some stumbling blocks to joy. And joy, we talked about this in our class, joy is hindered by sin. We ought to know that over the first six weeks that we've been talking about this, but joy is hindered by sin. That's why David, when he in his sin with Bathsheba, he prayed and said, God, restore the joy of my salvation. Well, what took the joy? The joy, what took it was sin. So if you're going around cantankerous all the time, I used that word earlier today, so I want to use it again. You're grouchy all the time. You're frustrated all the time. Eh, it's probably some sin. Probably some sin somewhere. Another stumbling block to joy is misplaced confidence. You know, when we're not rejoicing in the Lord, but we're rejoicing in money, and then money's gone. When we're not rejoicing in the Lord, but we're rejoicing in our status, and then our status is gone. You're not rejoicing in the Lord, but you're rejoicing in your material goods, whatever it may be. And then they're gone. You got a problem. So misplace confidence. Don't place your confidence in these temporal things. Place your confidence in the Lord. And that's why the whole book of Philippians, is the theme is joy. And though Paul's in prison, his confidence wasn't in his freedom. His confidence was in Jesus Christ. So misplace confidence or sin, both are stumbling blocks. Another stumbling block is what he calls uh, chastening or the discipline of the Lord. And sometimes God does discipline us. And we don't like that. And he says in Hebrews, there's some, it's not always joyous. But when we do receive the chastening, it can bring about much growth in our lives. So is there any joy in your life? I've already asked you about love, but is there any joy? Or are you is, Has your week been dominated by frustration? I said in class, this is a difficult one for me. I often find myself saying, boy, I'm just so frustrated. I might as well be saying, well, I'm just so much in the flesh. <laughs> Now, I want to give this preface. I'm glad this came to my mind. Somebody asked me afterwards. They were talking to me and they said, 
And they gave a scenario, I won't give it on the podcast, and they gave a scenario that is frustrating them. And let me say this about their scenario. They are actually right. So frustration, I'm hesitant to say this because there may be some pushback, but I want to try to try to make sense of it. There's some frustrations just like some anger that's not wrong. Jesus got angry at sin. The Bible says be angry and sin not. I think there's some frustrations that are natural. You can be frustrated with a sinful child. You can be frustrated with the, the direction of our country. But when that frustration is now spilled out towards other people that are not involved in that, now is when we're beginning to react in the flesh and we're no longer frustrated in a biblical way. I think it goes to that passage, be angry and sin not. Can I say, if I had my own version, be ye frustrated and sin not, would be a similar thought to that. So it's a good question somebody asked me afterwards. So love, joy, and then finally peace. Peace is the one I referenced a minute ago with my son, and the opposite of peace is worry or anxiety. And peace begins with God, it's salvation, but then there's a peace within. And when we are at turmoil and strife and stress within, it usually pours out on others. You ever been stressed and you just got angry with someone that really had nothing, they didn't do anything wrong, you're just stressed and you poured it out on them. You ever been worried about things that they're probably not going to come about? Max Lucado wrote a good book called Anxious for Nothing. I would recommend. I've read it. It's a good book. But we've got to be careful that in those situations, and I've already discussed this even in my personal life, that happened immediately. But we've got to give them to God. I think of this verse often. He says, casting all your care upon me, for he careth for you. You've got to cast your care to God. You You have to. It's got to be given to him. You can't allow it to dominate. You can't allow it to worry you. Now, there are some physical things you can do, and I think that it's um, some practical things, and I think are good. I don't think they're unbiblical. I think in some ways, like Elijah, when he was stressed and sitting by the tree, Jesus told him, hey, eat, get some food, get up, and get some rest. And, and I know I could be made fun of for what I'm about to say, but there's been some things that I've been doing over the last three months or so, tracking. I've just been tracking my rest. How much sleep am I getting? I'm tracking my sleep. I'm I'm walking and I'm tracking how many steps I get. Am I getting proper exercise? I've been eating different. You know, am I getting the proper diet? Now, not always maybe proper is the right word, but am I eating better? I'm journaling. I'm making sure I'm getting my worries and my cares and my thoughts out on paper and in prayer to God. I'm trying to spend time in God's Word. I'm making sure I have time to pray. And so I'm I'm trying to take all of these things that I've listed help with the inner man. Now, if you try to do all those things and you neglect God, okay, you're going to get some physical help, but it's 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 not the key. What I'm saying is you're dealing with it on a physical level, but you're also spiritually taking your cares to God and you're taking in the Word of God so it can it can it you can replace the negative mindset and thoughts with that of something that is pleasing to God. I've also recently, and I preached on it, but talked about symbols. I've got things, I, I mentioned my uh, stuffed animal I've got, that I've got of Eeyore that reminds me not to go back to pessimistic Brad and be negative and down and discouraged all the time. 
these are just little maybe maybe you look at it as goofy things, but it's hey, I wanna I wanna be filled with peace and not worry. Only way that can happen is the spirit of God living through me, so it starts there. But there's also some good outlets. I think if there, we need to have rest. We need to have some of these other practices in our lives. So the fruit of the Spirit, we've started there. Next week, we'll move on to the next two or three, and we're going to cover those. I'm not going to cover them today. As a matter of fact, I'm going to go get my walk in, get my prayers in, pray that my son gets his ear all fixed up. And I think we got a crazy shower where he can't have his arm wet. Now he can't have his ear wet, and somehow I got to get him showered. And we're going to, we're going to figure out all kinds of things. But but I'm telling you on a very, I'm a little bit vulnerable on this podcast today, and I was in my last newsletter. If you haven't subscribed, go to bradmcclure.org. I got a little bit vulnerable in the last one, but I think at times it's good to see we are all real. We all face struggles Monday through Saturday and even on Sundays, and we need to walk in faith. And it's going to take effort in one sense and in the other sense it's not effort it's god it's dependence upon him all right i gotta go thank you so much for listening if this has been a help to you or maybe this one wasn't but maybe the last one was either way would you hit the subscribe button no ramblings i'm going to get moving today so we will see you back on sunday have a great week 